do the train onion thing. Toot toot. <laughs> the volcano. Yeah, the volcano. <laughs> toot toot. Toot toot. Welcome back, everybody, to Lunchtime in Rome. I am Brian, and we welcome you to have a seat at the table. Um, this is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 7474, and we are calling this one Group Think. Uh, from time, uh, first-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcasts, apps, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, all those things. Please give us a five-star review. It really does help um, help us with our the exposure that we can get and um, with sharing and things like that. Um, so we would very much love for you to give us a great review. Uh, you can visit us also at lunchtimeinrome.com.com um, to contact us or follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all those things. We do Facebook Live every week, every time we, that we do our podcast. So uh, if you're more the visual person and want to interact a little bit more, you can come join us on Facebook and, and share that as well and, and also give us some thumbs up with that as well. Um, we do have a relational needs questionnaire that we have on the website at lunchtimeinrome.com. That's going to help you understand what emotions and needs that you have and how you can also uh, work and help other people in their emotional needs as well and how to respond to them. Uh, I'm here with Eric and I'm also here with Jay. Hey, Jay, buddy. what's the show about? Oh, sorry. Hey, hey. 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 The, uh, the reason why we do this podcast is the fact that no matter who you are, where you are, how much money you have, land you live in, age, uh, any other demographic, the number one thing we all experience is feeling alone. And that goes all the way back to the beginning of time when God created Adam and he felt alone. And so the solution to that is a relationship and joining somebody in their emotions as is uh, defined or instructed in Romans twelve fifteen in the Bible, which says rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Joining somebody in their emotions helps them and keeps them from feeling alone. And that is uh, why we call this lunch time in Rome, Rome twelve fifteen, And we sort of mimic or uh, we model that clever what we would be doing uh if we were having lunch in rome so for the first 20 minutes we're just hanging out here at the table those of you who are listening those who are joining us on facebook you are joining us at the table and we will talk about and celebrate life we will also grieve some of life and the things that happen uh, we model romans twelve fifteen in the first 20 minutes second 20 minutes we go over a topic of the day where it might help you not feel alone or might help others not to feel alone. In the last 10 minutes, we look at some news items, pop culture things, and maybe look at what is the emotional need that's not being met, or simply we just mock people who make bad choices. Yes. That is why we call this Lunchtime in Rome. So, we can kick it off this week. I can go first. Go first. Um, so, actually, my my update this week is related kind of twofold. So, I'm not going to talk about what I ate in these past two weeks. I'm going to talk about what I didn't eat. I make my food with Ah, these past two weeks. So, we got a new oven. Yes. And I was there. Fits, you were there. Fits like a glove. It does fit like a glove. Um, Five fingers. So, 
I have a little bit of a gripe. Not gonna mention the oh, not gonna mention the people that we called. <laughs> this is our new and improved uh, <laughs> setup. Whoops. Um, <laughs> For those of you watching on Facebook, you're going to throw up. <laughs> there it is. Not gonna um, <laughs> not gonna blow up the person spot of who came to our house to try to uh, remedy our oven and fix our oven. Um, but. There we go. We're back. Um, they didn't. They didn't. Um, but they did charge you. They did. So, okay. So, here's the thing. So, called Look. called the repair person, and uh, he said that there would be a service charge, and I said, I understand. Um, and he came and took a look at our oven, and the, the thing that was wrong with it was the control panel on the front had just gone wonky. It just stop working it's a mechanical term right wonky official um we couldn't we couldn't fine-tune the 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 temperature to the oven anymore um we could there's like a preset some preset settings where you do 350 priest right 350 or 375 and um we could do that but we couldn't set it to like 425 or anything like that um so completely shot and uh so he came took a look at it and uh Hit the buttons a couple times. He's just broke. <laughs> Not working right. <laughs> Told me what I already knew, pretty much. Um, and then he said, "Oh, good news. So mm. it's it's good that the the control panel and the membrane are all one unit. That's good." Um, and I said, "Great." And then he kept on looking at his phone. Is it? Then he said, "I got some bad news. Um, the uh, they don't make this part anymore." Yeah. And uh, you're. You're just going to need to buy a new oven, pretty much, if you want to cook anything at the right temperature. <laughs> <laughs> and? <laughs> well, hang on. And uh, and, I, and I said, well, that makes my decision easy. Which you know, is good. Either fix it for, you know, how much you're going to charge me for the service charge plus, you know, the part and labor. So it's either put a couple hundred dollars towards that or a couple hundred dollars towards a new oven. We'll just get a new oven. He said, well, I have... More bad news. This is a slide-in. I never, I never knew this was a thing. But a slide-in oven is an oven that has the controls on the front so that there's no controls on the back. Where a standalone, you can put anywhere in your kitchen, the controls are on the back. Because I would think that I have a stand, uh, that I have a slide-in because guess how I put it in? You slide it I in. I slid it in. <laughs> right. Nay, nay. Nay, nay. So this is meant to go in our countertop because we have granite countertops with a little lip in the back so it's like one seamless goes under the lip yeah it's it's pretty nice it's it's like it's it's a nice aesthetic look for the kitchen but he said i've rarely seen these ovens for under twelve hundred dollars and i was like great and too much money anyhow (laughs) right that's exactly what i wanted to spend probably more um but lo and behold um after i started looking online which fortunately this happened the week of 4th of July because there's a lot of 4th of July sales for appliances and stuff, um, which I was very thankful for because we basically got a, it's a, it was a $1,500 oven half off. Um, you do the math and it's under $1,200 reasonable price. It's got, it had like 12,000 reviews on Home Depot and Lowe's and, um, and with, with a, like four and a half stars. Um, so I knew it was out of 15. so i knew it was i knew it was a a good buy and uh i bought confidently and quickly because it seems like everybody was running out of this oven Hmm. um 
because they were out at Home Depot. They were going to get more, but it wasn't until um, later in July, and Lowe's still had a couple left. Um, so, yeah, we went and picked it up. And um, Jay graciously helped me pick it up and, and install it. And uh, Curbside pickup. Curbside pickup. It was a pick quick up. half hour. <laughs> That's a whole other story. I, yeah, it's, you know, and I knew it. I knew it wasn't going to go as smooth as I wanted it to because, you know. Ah, if you're well, sitting there, though, you can stand in line <laughs> for best, half hour. The best I, I, no. You you got a dryer, right? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Got an oven. Pedal, yeah, okay. I, lumber. <laughs> um, so, you know, we hashed all that out. Installed the oven. Went, I think it went really smoothly, you know, for... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it was, Bing, it bang, was boom. great. You know, I felt you, like you did most of the work. I felt nah, bad. Um, but then, so I dropped Jay off at his house, and then I'm on my way home, and I feel like lightheaded and and dizzy to the point i have that impact on people (laughs) right um to the point where i was like i okay if this happens again like like because it just felt like the blood was just draining out of my head it's not good and And scary and yeah and uh and i said if this happens again i'm gonna pull over and and call amy or whatever and she don't want to make that call no i was so i was like i'll probably probably won't call amy because she won't be able to do anything because I have the car and the car with the car seat, um, which didn't have the car seat at the time, but it's the one. We, yeah. Anyway, um, I probably called you back, um, but I made it home and I just had this headache and pain in my neck for two days and I was trying to get into Dr. Brent or chiropractor. Um, so I was popping ibuprofen there for a little bit uh, more than I'd like to. Um, and then eventually it went away, but it was like, this is weird. And I couldn't like pinpoint like why, like, I didn't feel like I overexerted myself installing this thing Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. But like, I don't know if it, like, I don't know if it was a bunch of things. Like I didn't drink much water that day, admittedly. And I was sweating. I mean, like, it's just hot. Um, so I don't know if it was like that combined with somewhat exerting myself with the oven, even though I don't feel like I was like, you know, right. I was there. Yeah. I I didn't remember saying, oh, Eric, better take it easy. Right. 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 Um, But it was, it was weird, but got it installed. It's, I will tell you this, man. It's, it's a hot oven. It's a hot oven. (laughs) Like I used to, so I used to have, (laughs) I used to have to turn my old oven, like just, just the stove top all the way to 11. Pretty much, man. Like I used to have to put it up to like eight Mm -hmm. to get like the, like a good hot cast iron. I turned this to four, and we're, like, burning on you. Cast iron's glowing red. <laughs> Honestly, dude, it's funny that you say that, because, like, it wasn't glowing red. We're burning on But you know how, like, it'll bow at the bottom? Like, it'll... Nope. If you get your cast iron skillet hot enough, it'll, like, kind of... Nope. Okay. Then I got... I'm not saying it doesn't. I have the hot. I'm just saying, I, you said, I've do you know... Right. You know how sometimes, you know, it'll levitate off the <laughs> stove top after you eat the mushrooms? No, I don't know that. Um, no, it's just, got, it, it gets so hot that. <laughs> how hot does it get? Oh, my so God. So hot it bends. So um, hot it bends. Right. It bends and it Bend creates. it like cast iron. <laughs> it bends like a bowl and like it weebles. Huh, bro. And you then. Bad cast iron. It's a lodge cast iron skill, just like yours. <laughs> like, it's like, it's. I'm telling you, I turned it up. That's the thing. Like, 
I don't need to turn it up as far as I need to, like, the old one. What you're trying to say is it's a good stove. It's a great stove. I'm just saying, like, it gets, I don't even, I want to know how hot it gets. It gets hot enough to bend your your cast iron skillet (laughs) is what you're saying. It's got to be unbelievably hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. I can't imagine. You got to get one of Malton Brown, like, infrared uh, thermometers. Oh, I got a baby forehead thermometer. Will that work? (laughs) I have an adult one for coaching. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, oven is great. It's a GE, if anybody's curious. Mm. General Electric. But yeah, so far so good. Well, good. Yeah. And you're feeling better. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling better. Had a good weekend? Better. Actually saw uh, Dr. Brent this morning. Okay. Um, nice. And he was like, yeah, there's something going on back here. Mm. Um, and felt much better after um, he adjusted me, which I, I am pro chiropractor, man. I love Dr. Oh, yeah. Brent. Man, I feel so much better. I swear better. by him, man. Yeah, it's awesome. I've gone to one for, since I was 12, and I don't get sick, and I feel great most of the time and I don't get headaches, you know? So yeah. I swear by chiropractics. It's like, I, I, equ- I equate it to, do you put oil in your car every 3000 miles or 6,000 miles? You know, whatever your car is. Try but, not to. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I feel like most people do. You know, they right. don't take care of their, their main core of their body and it affects everything. Anyways, there's my chiropractor plug. Not, not sp- nobody sponsoring us. Well, not that I want to go down a chiropractor. I don't rabbit either. hole, but, my You're gonna go. my friend Bridget at work said it's like the equivalent of like taking care of your teeth so mm. that your teeth don't rot away someday. Don't do that it's either. Taking care of like your your spine and your back so that you don't have that's a where lot of everything later else on. in your body hinges. That is the core yeah. of your body, right? And it's Take care where of it. all the central nerves go through. And anyways, Boom. I love the diagram. Not a bad idea. This. <laughs> That's great for all the listeners. Yep. We'll just leave well, you. I don't know that it helps the people watching, to Cir- be very honest with Circling you. my arms. I don't think they go, oh, okay. <laughs> oh that's what kind of spine looks like. care. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. spine. But what say yeah. you guys? What's going on this week? Why don't you go next? Because you're going to lead us into our main topic later. Okay. Um, this, I had a great weekend uh, off on the on Friday. Uh, it started Thursday afternoon. I went and picked up a friend, uh, my daughter's friend, and they had a sleepover. And we just, it was just a fantastic weekend. So many people that I love and wanted to see and hang out with. Um, we hung out a lot at my pool. You we hate s- it when people come over to your pool. Oh, I hate <laughs> it, but I love it so much. And we celebrated Rachel's birthday. We at did. A fire. And at, at the hottest bonfire. It was oh so my hot. gosh. His cast well, iron skillet melted. It was hotter outside. <laughs> <laughs> it started doing it. was so hot we sat inside because it was just too hot. No, yeah. we didn't. Though. No, we didn't, though. It, it was, was the most, we were far away from that fire. Yeah, um, and then we came to your house for fireworks, oh, and so it, fun. Just one good thing after the other until the very end. And it was then, an amazing weekend. Then Monday hit, and I was like, "Oh gosh, Monday!" Uh, but on Monday, I also got a new garage door, and I've been waiting to get one for like a long time. Wow, whole Looks door, fantastic, whole door, whole door racks. Got, yeah. I'll, you tell, you tell. Yeah, thanks. I got the door, and it's this like you didn't see it yet. I didn't show you a picture. Nope. Oh man, we're not. Close. Um, it's on Instagram. By the way, we started an Instagram account uh, for lunchtime in Rome. It's I lunchtime saw that. You guys, we well, fo- we've had, had a couple it. pictures. We just started posting. Yeah, it. Yeah, we yeah. followed. Started, we followed me. I started doing it. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I'll, I'll show you a picture. But it's this really nice, like wooden, like faux wooden door um, mm. with with these um, like windows in it, you know, and and uh, well, but it's we got, got those like black, like kind of mm, like blacksmithy like gate old kinda, school. Yeah, gate, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. So mm. we got the garage door opener. We got keyless entry. Uh, we did. We had the install What's in the, the garage door. Huh? <laughs> What's the number for the guy? No, for the keyless entry. <laughs> oh, in case I, I ever need will to not be telling. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you off the air. Okay, I don't really right. care. Um, I, I not, would. 
Uh, <laughs> For so, the tens and tens of listeners out there, I would. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, but all in all, just a great weekend, uh, topped off by the um, the garage door. And uh, we'd been waiting a long time for that to happen. Um, I think one of the, my favorite things, as odd as this, eh, my, it's not odd, one of my favorite things that we ate this weekend, I mean, you had all the, you know, the, the picnic food and the holiday food and, and just all the things. That, cool. that uh, smoked sausage at your place. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, you like that? Smoked sausage. Oh, it's great. That's good. That, that's, that's really interesting for me to hear you say that. Um, but I think one of my favorite things was Lauren Boothby made this like, um, oh, and, oh. that pasta salad pasta was salad. unbelievable. And, and I'm really trying to like, uh, olives and she had black and green olives in there. Didn't even mind it for whatever. Like I just was into it. Yes. Like, and, and that was like when I was like, ah, oh, we ate a lot of food. Lauren's, um, you know, uh, pasta salad was just right up there. So that was um, a gluten free jealous moment for me. Yeah, because she got it out, and I was like, I would tear into that. Yeah. Oh, because um, of the pasta. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Right. World keeps spinning. Yeah, it does. But I celebrate the fact that you enjoyed it. Because mm. I looked so, at it, it and so I thought, good. that should be very it good. Really was it really was. Good. And it was I love really that you good. pointed out, like, even though there were all those olives, because they do insist upon themselves. Yes, they do. And it's one of those foods that, like, <laughs> I wish, I wish I liked olives, like, just by themselves. I'm I really learning. did. I'm learning to there, like them. There are categories, if I will, or if you will, I believe we could we could go down and have maybe a more food centric episode someday. I don't know why, but like, I think there's food categories that certain people are just you know we know about cilantro that 10 percent of people have a chromosome where cilantro tastes like soap, and mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Yes, but I find that also with like uh, horseradish. If there is oh, a man. just the teeniest bit of horseradish in something, I'm like horseradish. I love you horseradish. Know, but the same though. thing with olives. I think sometimes they just they insist upon themselves. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I do love some 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 horseradish. So that's my weekend wrap up, or you know, week wrap up, week and a half wrap what up. What say actually. you, Joe? What say me? Um, you know, things are good. I, I, I've uh, been struggling uh, with some health stuff, and in the most stupid of ways, as you guys both know, I'm sharing this with everybody else. Um, you know, and it started a long time ago, and and it's been hilarious because I have no symptoms, <laughs> and it's just this. You know, I love it because you always Brian has been such a good friend because you check in with me all the time on it, and yet I know in the back of your head you're sort of just shaking your head a little bit like you yeah, don't know what's wrong with the guy, but something. But I've <laughs> I've described it as like either anxiety, except I'm not anxious over anything. Like the whole world is crumbling around, everything is upside down, every this and that and the other thing, and and I'm like I'm fine, and so it can't be that, but it's almost pre-asthma but it's not but and i spent as you know two and a half hours a couple weeks ago with uh our doctor brian and i share the same doctor and it was just a it was a great hilarious experience um you know they gave, i had my first ekg because they have to make sure it's not your heart and right you know and i had asthma as a kid and exercise induced asthma till then i was in my 20s you did a blowing test too didn't you well I passed the EKG with flying colors and they came in and they uh, gave me a uh, lung test where you blow into this little thing. And I don't think you know the story. And so, uh, Eric, and so I I blew into it and the highest number was 385 and I clicked the little thing right off the top. And she's like, well, great job. And I did it again. And I said, do I get a stuffed animal? You know. <laughs> and she laughed and the woman with her laughed and everybody laughed. And I waited for like another hour. It was, I was there still no stuffed two animal. and a half hours. Still no stuffed animal. <laughs> And he comes in and he says, you know, the EKG looked great, but you failed your uh, breath test. And I said, no, I didn't. He goes, no, for your height, weight and your age, you should have scored 550. And I said, I 
I rang the bell. What'd you, what'd <laughs> like, you score? What was well, it's 385 was the highest number, and a millimeter above that was the top. So unless they crammed in 200 in that next millimeter. <laughs> right, right. And so I said, what do you, uh, no. And he goes, no, it goes up to 600. I said, no, it does not. I said, I was here a half hour ago, <laughs> 385. I clicked the top. Yeah. Yeah. They gave me the kid's test. Because <laughs> so kids have smaller lungs. <laughs> so he came in, he goes, oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> he says, we, we gave you the kid's test. And I'm like, well, I crushed the kid's test. So and then they brought in the adult test, and I scored 490 or something like that. I'm going to say it. Say it. Makes me feel so much more confident in all the testing that we're doing for COVID. I said it. I said it. I said it. What are you saying? People are making mistakes. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Just saying. But anyhow. <laughs> so it's long story short. He said, oh, it seems like your asthma is a little bit back. And I was like, yeah, that's not it. And so we're still dealing with that. Mm. But. That's my thing. I think you, do you know, have an inhaler. I do now. Ah, uh-huh. first time in thirty years. Thank you very wow, much. Wow. Okay. Wait, nope. But I mean, like five years. We've been out disc golfing in the yeah, heat. Yeah, I know. I, like, I told never them that. shown I told any yeah, sign nope. of needing any assistance with your breathing or anything like that. No, I mean, if I really, and that's why I said the only reason why I said anything to him was because I felt different. And he's like, right. "When you cough, or is it productive?" I said, "I don't cough." I said, I have no congestion. I don't cough. What does that mean? What? If your cough is productive. Meaning like, is it dry or is it? Flemmy. Flemmy. Got it. (laughs) You You, got flemmy. getting stuff out your lungs. You got flemmy cough. But, and that's why I kept saying to him, like, I think I'm a little bit out of my mind, you know, but um, anyhow, so long story short, whatever. And I feel mostly the same, if not a little bit better. Yeah. So whatever. No big deal. Um, but food wise, I did something I haven't done in my history of cooking. Mm, tease. Soon as we come back from a word from our sponsor, <laughs> I made don't have any. fried rice, nor will we ever. Oh, I made fried yeah. rice, fried which rice. I've done that millions of times. Mm. What do you mean, Jay? Right. But I made it with Chinese takeout rice day old. So that's a little hack they so teach repurpose. you. So repurpose. Repurpose. You buy check. their, you know, you buy their regular steamed rice. Okay. The white, like white, the rice. white rice. Yeah. You let it sit for a day because that's what they make. What do you mean by they, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese restaurants, right? They make it with day old rice. It dries oh, out. Okay. So who makes rice better than a Chinese restaurant? It's the Nobody, best. Nobody. Right. Maybe a Chinese grandma. I don't know. Right. So they say it really makes the best Chinese fried rice. Yeah. So who is they? Them. Okay, the Chinese the restaurants. Pe- the people. Uh, well, re- no, I just thought like maybe you saw t- this online, like on a is, blog or something is, like but that. But anything okay. will tell gotcha. you. Foodies. You can make use yeah, long grain, use this foodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most recent would be Jet Tila from the Food Network. He was talking about it. All right. Best thing you can do. So Jet, Jet Tila. You don't know Jet Tila? That's a great name. I don't know. World record holder. Wow. Look him up. Um, For what? Very great, sexy voice, according names. to Rachel. Uh, fast is something Philippine food. I don't know. Fast is fried rice. All right. Sure. Good. So <laughs> bought Rachel and Bella, uh, number one Chinese food. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love number um, one. When you, when fun is closed, you go to number one. Right. And I bought myself a large. So the next day I marinated some pork. I cut it up. I got all my mise en place, which is all the preparation in place. Cause you got to do that when you're Chinese cooking. Cause it's fast. Yes. It's and very fast. I had it all ready and it was all good. And I made my fried rice. Eh, about the same. 
<laughs> what like, about the same as what you normally make yeah. or what you would have ordered from <laughs> no it's still far i dude anytime i get fried rice from anywhere it leaves me wanting i'm just yeah. like eh, it's fine and when i make it i'm like eh, it's good you know what we gotta do again we gotta do hibachi again man i love hibachi oh i do love hibachi uh, i'll see what i don't know like I, as i'm saying i'm like jay's gonna have an opinion on this i do I love hibachi. Okay, good. Okay, but why was your what was your angst about it? You, you don't get a lot of food. Hibachi. It's pricey for what you get. No, that's true. That's it's true. Pricey for what you get. You're like, oh, yeah. Man, that was my two pieces of but shrimp. But they do the train onion thing. Toot toot. <laughs> the volcano. Yeah, the volcano. <laughs> toot 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 toot. Um, yeah, that's all. It's well, plus that's inside. <laughs> yeah, well, remember when we used to be able to do oh, that? Inside, inside, inside eating. The inside dining. Ah, but remember, we were thinking about getting a uh, flat top, outdoor flat oh, top. Oh man, dude! I noticed one of my neighbors. Well, not in this neighborhood, but right outside our neighbor, our neighborhood has one. It's sitting like in his like midway between. So it's like an outdoor grill, but it's a flat top. Yeah, it's sitting in between his like garage and house and in like the overpass area. Mm. I was like, Man, Speaking that's gr- the setup, dude. That's like and that got is the true because like it. you you can put a roof over your grill, but you do run the risk of a flare up and burning down the tent. But if you were right. putting it over top of a flat top, oh man, something real good. bad had to happen. Yeah, you're good to go. Oh, I'd love I'd love a flat top. Cool. Cool. You know what? What's the show about? Maybe lots of people would love it, but then all of a sudden, lots of people would not oh, love it. Lots of and then if you this. had one, well, oh, you'd be on the outs. Oh, boy. Because of the I, fact that lots of people thought that all at once in groupthink. Brian? In, in groupthink. Groupthink. Yeah. So last week, I was watching as, um, you know, life continues to unfold in, in this crazy year of 2020 and, and just how... Um, it's almost like there's a laser pointer and a bunch of cats running towards it. Pew and pew. yeah, you know, and somebody has that and, um, you know, it's the next thing and it's the next thing and it's the next thing to be upset and divided over. And I just got to thinking about groupthink. Um, I'm going to use the term the mob, um, cancel culture, whatever you yeah, want to well, call by it. By the way, you're not talking about like my no, people. Not your people. Okay. No. All right. It's not no, no, no. right. an ugly word when it's this word. No, 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 okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> No, we want them on Capone's our side. Capone's okay. I mean, <laughs> well, not according to Drunk History. <laughs> that's, that's uh, right. Episode uh, words, three, season right one. Go on. <laughs> nope. Uh, We're nope. blowing up your spot. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. It's fine uh, because I'm going to run out of words here soon. I mean, the point of I wanted to introduce this idea that I was having just of where we're at as a society and how everything is so divided by this, this culture of the mob, of this groupthink. And... It, it's a dangerous place to be because eventually, you know, I, I think a lot of people find safety within the confines of that group, you sure. know, and, and obviously groups are, you know, there's, there's, there's the big there are ideas. Several groups. Uh, there's several groups and there's the big ideas. And then, you know, we just get more tribalized and tribalized and tribalized. You know, you find your part of that group think group, which is, can be part of another group, you know, you know, so it's, it's kind of, you're stacking the group think. Um, but eventually it comes for you. You know, eventually you're going to be on the other side of that group and you're going to be canceled. You're going to be the, like, I, I was just thinking about Jimmy Kimmel, you know, for instance, and how, you know, he, he kind of is on this one side of things and then all of a sudden he's, he's on the outs, you know, and some of these other people that it's happened to very quickly. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to get political is just I, I, in, in the context of groupthink, it can be a safe place and it can be a dangerous place. And then you can find yourself just on the, on the complete outside of it. Sure. And I wanted to talk about 
what emotional needs are contained within those different levels. Why do we gravitate towards groupthink? Why do we uh, then turn on each other when we're in these different groups and, and then cannibalize each other? We, we've talked about, and Brian, I appreciate your heart on this. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about how this is not inherently a Christian podcast, but we're Christian guys who do a podcast. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because we see themes, you know, when what God intends for good, the enemy will distort and make bad. Mm-hmm. And so, whereas, you know, we have all of these emotional needs that in a healthy way is a beautiful way to love somebody. And that's what we talk about is meeting somebody's emotional needs can be a very healthy and productive way to make someone feel loved and cared for. Also, having those needs can be met in a very dark and destructive manner. Mm -hmm. And so if we go through sort of the top 10 emotional needs that are out there, you can almost find them getting met in the mob. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not, we're not necessarily saying specifically any one group, right? Think, and it's all over the place. And what's funny is some people are listening to this going, yep, it's all those progressives that are out there that are doing part of cancel culture. You're right, guys. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. And somebody else is going, it's like all those Trump bots. Right. They do whatever he says those and they just follow along. They're a bunch of this. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're still there. Out can there can be no in like there can be no other. It's either one or the other. You know what I mean? Like that's. I feel like well, that's where we are. And, and I think, you know, the, uh, not to steal that thunder, but for me, it's. Um, it's, it comes down to the individual, you know, we're, we're all individuals, but the, the mob seeks to just make, there's no individual. And, and that's, that's a scary and sad thing because when there's no individual, everybody's dehumanized right? and you're just an object for scorn or whatever. Right. And I like, so let me clarify also what I just said. Like there isn't like left and right, even though right now it feels very left and right, but it's what you're saying, Brian, is very true where I feel like nobody can have an individual thought right now. Right. Like they can't have one individual thought, but also think something else on another issue. Right. It's you're all bucketed in mm-hmm. to if you're anti this, then you're you're anti everything on that side and you're put into you know, that bucket automatically, whatever that issue is. And it's interesting. What makes me sad. And I, and Jay, like you said, like we're Christians on a podcast, not a Christian podcast, but we're Christians on a podcast. What makes me really sad is, is Brian, you brought up Jimmy Kimmel who made some poor choices in some jokes before and in his life. And now he has to pay for that. There's no, there's no forgiveness, even though like he is never like beyond that made another joke like he did or or kevin hart he made a joke you know in the past and he's since apologized for it but now like we have to do whatever we can to to cancel that person like it makes me sad that 10 years ago you did this even though you haven't done it ever since and you've already apologized there's it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you're you're awful and you need to be shut down and that just makes me sad that like I feel like our world is lacking that forgiveness, but to bring it to this podcast, we're in a world where they have to be feeling at at moments incredibly alone, incredibly alone. And when you're at that far at the top, who's meeting that person's need? Like who's meeting Jimmy Kimmel's needs? Mm -hmm. I'm sure he has friends that are encouraging, but like who's really meeting his needs, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
But I would like, if I may, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. To go backwards to sort of the beginning of why do we get into this? Mm -hmm. And so it's there isn't any one reason. I mean, the obvious emotional need that is being met is the the need to belong in something. Mm -hmm. We call it approval, blessing, or belonging. Oh, I'm with these people. We all, it's comfortable. I belong here. That's my rallying yeah. cry. Yeah. But it isn't just that because it can also be encouragement. Okay. I'm hearing the same things over and over again and I can do this and I can make a difference. Yep. But it can also be respect because I have this high need for respect. And so you respect me because you feel just like I do and you feel just like I do and you feel just like I do. We're all, res- you know, you respect me. Well, obviously, because you believe the exact same things I do. So therefore, you don't respect me because you're outside of it, you outsider. And so we must, you know, destroy you. We Mm. all these different needs can be met within, quote unquote, the mob. Again, no matter which mob you're in a part of. Right. Go ahead. And the the other challenging thing is that humans are meant to be in some kind of community. Like we're designed to be in community. Like when you saw the quarantine, people going crazy gravitating towards online groups because we're meant to be in community so there's a fine line between being in community with some in a healthy community with somebody and then it turning into there's no individual anymore that's when it that's when it gets really really dangerous is when there's no individual anymore it's not a group of individuals that have a common idea or goal it's just a just everybody's lost their mind and i find that the groups that are out there are getting louder and identifying themselves stronger. Sure. So that somebody, like you said, you're not allowed to have a dissenting opinion or. Right. And Brian, you've said that as well. I think there's people before you who are not even within said group think who realize my voice doesn't matter. I can't, I can't begin to mm. say, you know, Eric, one of the greatest things you do. Well, that's a strong statement. <laughs> hey, a cute, funny thing you do. That's better. <laughs> one of the okayest things you do. You text <laughs> me and mediocre. say what I would like to post on social media. Yes. Because you don't have a group. That will defend you. Right. Because you're just a lone guy. Yeah. And your group is Brian and me. Right. And so we have a conscience to us that we don't say Mm. everything we think. Well, and I won't talk about what it was, but I just messaged you, Brian, because we were involved in another conversation. Why do you tease Mm. all of our listeners and disrespect them in this regard? I don't want to. I don't mean any disrespect. (laughs) Oh, that's just That's worse. That's Yeah, right. (laughs) But. We were part of another conversation and I messaged Brian because I was like, I want to say so much. Yeah. And, and Brian actually gave me kind of facts, logic and reason back. Um, But the reason why I messaged Brian was because I know that I can say something, how how I feel. And he'll join you in that emotion. Right. Or give me facts, logic and reason. But, but I knew, but we're on the same page. Like he and I are on the same page and like it's an outlet. Like, yeah, right. And And, I, and I I was just, I was feeling bossy yesterday. That's all. (laughs) But I feel so bad for people that don't have that, that they don't have that person that they can just reach out to. So that's why you go to the mob. That's why you just join your voice in and and like, all right, I'm just going to throw my, I'm going to be part of this group. I'll feel part of this group. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's true. Oh man. Because we don't. I thought that was a good point. What do you mean? <laughs> I think some do. Yeah. Some do. Yeah, I don't think it's completely yeah. false. But I think there's more of us out there than we think. Oh. Are you that, talking about the silent majority? Well, no. Or the silent people that are afraid to say something and like, right. oh, we're in this. Or the people that are part of even a mob that would love to reach out and have agreement with people in a different 
mob. Yeah. But they don't, they're blinded by that. Sure. Um, but more, more importantly, I think there's more of us that are just watching everybody else going, well, you're nuts. Well, right. I agree with you, but you're nuts. Right. You know, I agree with you. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I can't like that right. on Facebook. I right. I can't comment on that. Nope. Can't do that. Yeah. Um, yep. And it is a dangerous, because what is happening is your needs are being met, but in an unhealthy way. And we talk about being open and honest and vulnerable. And that is a good way to get your need. That's the only real way to have your needs met is to say, look, I really need this. And having a trusted loved one say, yeah, I'll meet that need for you. You know, and it's, I just did a pre-marriage teaching tonight and I, it was great because I was modeling what it should sound like. And I said, nobody talks like this. And they're like, nobody. And I went, yeah, you guys will be, if you follow my teaching Yeah, where you're open and you're honest in, in group think and mob and mob mentality. You're not doing that. No. You're just saying, make it, make me feel okay because I'm part of something. Yeah. Until, like you said, you're no longer part of something mm -hmm. because you're on the out of that. Most people can actually wallow in and hide in the mob and they don't rise to a point where they'll be on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, and when they do, it's a horrific place to be. Mm -hmm. So it is important, once again, to have the individual relationships that we model here every week where we can sort of have these conversations and say, man, I'm feeling this way. And we have spouses that we can say to them, Hey, this is a need that I have right now. And I need for you to, you know, I was explaining to the couple and I said, listen, as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to call Rachel because Rachel has a high need for security. So I'm going to call her and say, the meeting went great. I'm going to go pick up Joe and I'll be home after that. Yeah. People are looking for that by joining mobs mm -hmm. because they're not getting that anywhere else. Hmm. Right. It would be my opinion. Mm -hmm. In my assessment. Now, the irony is I did not call her and she ended up calling me. So <laughs> I did not meet that need at all. And I failed for a few minutes. Um, but Brian, is, is what else are your thoughts on that? And what are your concerns moving forward? My concerns, I mean, my concerns are where does it end? How, you know, do we are we just going to end with a bunch of people that are it's just a wake of destruction, you know, and, and it's it's. I just feel like it's getting to such a dangerous point, at least in this country where, you know, we... Nobody can find a common ground like, or nobody can find like that, a the, point where it's like, we need to agree to disagree. The the public square and the art of civil, dis, not civil disobedience, but civil um, discourse? disagreement, discourse is gone. Like, I'd like, I, I, I think it's out there, but overall, it's just people shouting at each other. And if you don't say exactly what I'm saying, the way that I'm saying it you are a hundred percent an awful person and it just, it keeps, it just seems like the goalposts are moving further and further each day. And it's just like, where does it end? And that's a big concern of mine. How do we reconciliation is such a huge, huge thing that we need. Reconciliation is just, you know, a, a it's, it's an art. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gift from heaven when you can do it right. And I just don't see reconciliation being something that we are going to be able to do. I'd love to think that we can. Sure. But how do you do that when everybody is so angry and so afraid and so divided and you have this media that is just pumping out bull crap day after day in order to do that to us? It's, yeah. it's, it's almost like a design plan. And, you know, that's, that's my concern is that there's not enough people that are going to just think for themselves and get out of that group think and go, before we go off the edge of the cliff. Right. You know, and I, I'm not fatalistic. I'm an optimist. I'm a huge optimist, but I'm also a realist. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I'm looking at right now. And it, it's really, it really concerns me. I was on a, uh, I tagged deep into a Facebook rant thread. 
that I believe, and Heather uh, is probably listening. Heather, I think it was your original post um, where somebody in one side of the aisle said something, and then a friend on another side of the aisle said something, and they were both sort of type A's, and they went back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were going, you said this, no, you say this. And what about this? And what about that? And everything else. And at the very end, the one person is Becky. Uh, you've, I've talked about her before, Becky, good friend of mine, Finaletto. And she said, you know, Jay and I have talked about having this group because the, she and this other person had come to a mutual understanding. Like what you just said mm-hmm. never happens mm-hmm. and it doesn't ever happen. They realized it kind of happened wow, and they nice. found their common ground and they mm-hmm. said, we should have this conversation again or something like that. And she said, well, you know, Jay and I have talked because Becky is different from me politically for the most part. Mm-hmm. And we've actually gotten together and had lunch and said, let's talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's see where we go. And, and, re- and religion. And religion. Yeah. No, did we not? I don't think we did religion. Oh, you should. We'll get to that. <laughs> Point of the story was, I said, I wanted to start a group once where we get you know a few people together not a lot mm-hmm. and we talk about hot topic issues mm-hmm. with some rules like you're not allowed to yell you're not allowed to interrupt everybody gets their time and let's find because we've realized in our lunch how close we really were and how we had made assumptions about the other side and she's like well no that's not that way she's like well but all of these people think this and i'm like no that's not the case right and so it was really neat and so she talked about it in this thread and I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. And then the guy lives in Arizona and he's like, well, I've got a podcast studio. And I'm like, I got a podcast studio. Pow, bounce off. <laughs> um, but well, so my point is there, there is there. And in that, that is hope. There is hope that that can happen, except that's two people mm-hmm. and that's not the mom. Mm-hmm. Well, but I also, but you bring up a great point, Jay, and I don't want to go down this road, but I do want to make the point of you actually got together and we're eye to eye with somebody versus somebody posting something. The on miracle social is that media. those two, him in Arizona, her in Pittsburgh, found a common ground. Right. On social media. That's right. the miracle. That's the miracle. But like what I'm saying is that doesn't happen on social media. Mm. It's the keyboard warriors, you know, typing whatever they feel. There is instead say of Karen's. <laughs> you shouldn't. And um I don't know why. And you and Becky you know, talking face to face, it's it's way different right. when you are face to face with somebody mm-hmm. and then having a discussion where, mm-hmm. you know, well, I didn't know you thought that right because you read this sound bite of me posting something. Else. It's just like it's just like nobody reads the article; everybody reads the headline. Oh, dude, that that we, we go off forever on right. that. But no. that's what it is. Like that, right. like the social media, it's a headline, mm-hmm. and there's no other context to it there's no other like i believe this but i don't believe that or i don't believe this and i do believe that this was true two months ago right like there's there's a lot of stuff like that on social media so like that and going back to you brian like as a community we're not just we're not getting together as a community especially there not right no, now there is no true public square and even like google and, and like with all the i mean this is a, it's whole, a, diff- this is a whole different thing like what but, you think is a public square is not no, no, no. because but Google I'm, has gotten rid be. of. It used to be. Now, my, now they're a publisher. But anyways. Let me, let me finish my point. Yeah, go for it. The whole point is there is a group think and it's happening online, especially right now in a pandemic when we're not allowed to be all together at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's magnified even more because everybody's posting, wear a mask. You don't need to wear a mask or you know, black lives matter or all lives matter. Like, you know, it doesn't like whatever 
whatever that post is, that's all you see. And that's all the message that you get. You don't get like the heart behind the heart behind is. it, the person behind right. it who, because you're not who, an individual. And it's even like these, these are people that I know. And I'm like, I don't believe you're you know, that person fully or, you know, and, and that's, that's what drives me crazy is we're starting to people, we're starting to see people as a thing mm-hmm. and not a person disposable no feelings right just uh, uh, uh somebody that you can shout at what happened to the good old days of pit- the steelers hating the ravens like I-, I just want to go back to that right you know like yeah so where are we and so what is the solution and what i think is we feel helpless and we feel hopeless and this is something that i have been has been impressed upon me is we can't fix the world mm-hmm. you can't no you, you show what you can do put it on facebook you can't fix the world. You can impact the world around you. You can impact someone's world is the, is what I follow, I follow that with. Sure. So so my point is I can have that. Con- I can go to lunch with, well, no, I can go get takeout right. with one person. Right. <laughs> I can go for a walk. I can have a one-on-one even Facebook conversation with somebody and be that way because there's nothing else we can do. We can also be for that person when they end up on the out, be there for someone when they're on the outside. Yeah, right. Um, but that's all we can do. We cannot fix it. We yeah. can model it. We can demonstrate it and we can be there and have true, honest, real relationships with people who don't look like us, don't act like us, don't believe what we believe and model that to people so that we can save some. And my hope is in what you said earlier, Jay, that I feel like most people are like us. It's just There's more of us out there that nobody's actively talking about it because we're all getting, you know, silenced and snuffed out by everybody yelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think everybody can do better. I agree. Oh, that's true. Some people can't do better. We'll talk about the people that can do better first. Can I talk about the guy who has been stuck in... Well, I, he's gone now. But there is this guy stuck in an airport for 100 days, more than 100 days, due to coronavirus travel restrictions. What? <laughs> A tourist has reportedly been rescued after being stranded in an airport for more than 100 days due to coronavirus travel restrictions, which saw him am- unable to return home. Roman Tramov of Estonia was traveling from... <laughs> nice Bang- Italian. <laughs> nice Italian boy. Good old Irish boy. <laughs> was traveling from Bangkok on March 20th on an Air Asia flight when he landed at Manila Airport in the Philippines. Once he arrived, however, he learned he would be unable to leave the departures area as the Philippines were not issuing visas for arrivals due to coronavirus restrictions. The airline was also reportedly not allowed to take him back to Thailand because of the pandemic. Since March 20th, it's got to be a lot. Trofimov has been seriously. Trofimov has been stuck in the departure zone of the airport, sleeping on the ground and allegedly surviving on snacks at the airport or food donated to him by airport staff. So. The poor guy, like every day, he's like, I'm so here. I'm a person with disability. My health is getting worse because of my malnutrition. Because I'm just eating snacks. <laughs> lack, of, <laughs> lack of sun and fresh air, he said. Uh, the man made several pleas on social media. Um, according to a statement from the Estonian Foreign Ministry reported by The Sun, officials, <laughs> officials claim Trofimov had flown to the South Asian country after warnings about the coronavirus had they been shared. should have known. It's important to note that he flew to the Philippines during a time when countries had announced emergency situations and the war- Ministry and of Foreign Estonians. Affairs had given a travel warning. The man also reportedly had been traveling under a gray passport, meaning he is not an Estonian citizen but lives in the country. So anyways, I don't know I don't know if this dude should do better or if Estonia should do better or 
I don't know, but somebody I, needs to do better in this situation. Somebody a hundred days. Can you imagine this guy in the airport not being able to get out? Not being, I mean, no. Imagine how alone he feels. Like, to, like we originally started these do betters because we wanted to like talk about, you know, like what's like they're funny and sad and tragic and sure. whatever. But what's this dude going through? You know, like, it'd be, it'd be dude, you can't leave, can you leave the airport and like go try to find like lodging or something? Like, well, I, and like, did he lose his job? Yeah, like, I don't know the situation. A, you know what I mean? You know, any like, money or what? Like, but, hey, this guy hasn't showed up for 100 days. We should. His uh, wife's mad. <laughs> hey, uh, Dateline. Bing. Allegheny County. Ooh, local. Allegheny County Health Department put out a little bulletin called Sex and COVID-19. Oh, boy. Get the facts. All right. That's got to be good. Uh, point number two. You are your safest sex partner. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm just going to use a different term. Self-love will not spread COVID-19, especially if you wash your hands and any toys with soap and water. It goes on to talk about different activities. So they're they're conditioning people. That you can and cannot do and what will and will not spread. Another great line. If you or your partner. Oh, wait. No, not that one. Um, If you or your partner. I have to find it. Give me one second. Eric's dying inside right now. I can't believe this is a thing. I can't believe this is a thing. (laughs) It's, It's amazing how far we've gone. Like, this is the equivalent. So, if you guys remember... When stink bugs infested our area, mm-hmm. I remember watching a show and they were like, "Oh yeah, you can use stink bugs to cook, and it's a great re- you know substitute ah, sorry, for cilantro." And if I'm like, you meet no, if you meet your sex partners online or make a living by having sex, consider taking a break from in-person dates, video dates, sending, sexting, or chat rooms may be safer options for you and your community. Wow, dude, it's I feel like we're in third grade right now. And the teacher's like, so here's the rules. No, 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 no. It's in third grade. And she's saying, now, look at this. This is a pornographic film. Now, watch what they're what are we doing? Talk like, right. That I didn't read. I you're surprised at what I read. Oh, what I did not read. I will tell you this. We read it in the Arby's drive (laughs) through. Once again, thank you, Heather Houlihan. She pointed this out on her Facebook page. All right. Uh, May or may not be. Anyhow. Hey, thanks, Heather. Thanks, Heather. Um, Joe learned some things. Oh, there were things in there. Joe did not know. And Joe knows them now. Thank you. Allegheny County Health Department. Do better. Do better. Do better. Don't do that. You had another do better, but do you want to save it? I will. How can I top that? I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty. Some people can't do better. I'll tell you how we can't. Speaking top it. about catching things, we can top it with a nice. former Kalamazoo football player who caught a three-year-old from dropping from a burning building. Not fi- Unbelievable. Not physical distancing. I will say this: the first comment on this article was like, "It's a good thing he didn't spike it." But um, catching a child who was dropping from a burning building was just Philip Banks doing his job. The retired U.S. Marine and former football player at Kalamazoo. That's a fun. That's a fun thing to say. Kalamazoo Central High School, Michigan. Doesn't want special recognition for helping save a three-year-old boy. Three-year-old boy is not a small child. No, and you know what? There is a video. And it's like there's another there's there's another person. Uh, He started a fire. (laughs) There's another person standing underneath, and it's amazing to watch 
and you get the story. I'll, I'll turn around now. But um, it's amazing to watch. He comes like out of nowhere, and he is just. What, he intercepted the kid? He did, pretty much. <laughs> the other guy's like, I'm going to be a hero. But no, but if you watch it, you if you watch it, there's no chance that guy was going oh, to really? catch the kid. Yeah. Like, it, it, Wally. Just, just watching him, like he like slips in, and you could see the... I've watched the video a couple of times. The guy would have missed him or dropped him or fumbled him or whatever. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but he just like just runs out of like off camera he's just running and in the article he says my focus was like all i could see was this kid i just had this tunnel vision Mm. and he just goes in like slides and catches the kid it's unbelievable you got to watch the video um but yeah saves the saves the kid and then he like runs he's like and then he like immediately starts running away from the fire um to i guess you know firefighters or ambulance or whatever and it's not a small kid, like a three year old. Like that's you're you're getting you're getting some weight. So wait, this guy's just a citizen. He's not part of the fire brigade, or he's or, a bodyguard by nature. By actually, not by nature, by employee. No, oh, dude. Oh yeah, my man in blue was not going to. I told that. you. I told you. There's no way he's catching him. Watch. Run away, man! It's crazy. Oh, that's a lady. Well, that's in a lady blue. right there, but the yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? He can't do better. That's he cannot what. do cannot. better. Good job. And that's how we love to end the show on a high note. But Brian, would you please take us out this week? Absolutely. Uh, it has been a pleasure to be here at the table with all of you fine people. Um, again, this isn't us doing a podcast. This is all of us sitting here around the table, and we do want you to feel welcome around this table. We want you to feel welcome to contribute. We thank you for those of you um, that did join us on Facebook and, and gave us your comments. Um, Love it. We would encourage more of you to do that. And again, you can find all of our episodes at lunchtimeinrome.com. We've got 72. Where's Josh in the pa- 73 in the past. Um, Josh has been missing. we got to figure yeah, that out. Josh. Number one, Josh Hughes. All right. No. Uh <laughs> nope (laughs) yeah too soon so anyways (laughs) how'd you wrap the show up thank you for joining us please go to lunchtimeinrome.com again our relational needs questionnaire is out there um we please go like us and and do all of those things um and uh give us those five-star reviews and with that i am gonna say goodbye eric see you next week bye moco loco What's this show about? Oh, sorry. Hey. It's a hot oven. It's a hot oven. You know how sometimes, you know, it'll levitate off the <laughs> stovetop after you eat the mushrooms? Because they do insist upon themselves. Yes, they do. You did a blowing test, too, didn't you? Blow into this little thing. Is it dry or is it... Flemmy. Flemmy. There's a laser pointer and a bunch of cats running towards it. Pew, and- pew.